Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to talk about WizKid. Uh, but before we get into the WizKid action, uh, we've got some feedback <laughs> okay. from last week. Um, so, uh, last week was a big week for the feedback, Aaron. Mm. Um, did we already say I'm John and I'm Aaron? Did we do that? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I, I, I forget. What do you think? We just went right into the I show? I thought we just went right into it. I've been knowing to do Because I wasn't before. ready, and then it started, and I was like, uh-oh. You weren't watching for the cue. No, I was talking about your non-existent tie tag. Our producer does gives the three, two, and the... Where is that guy? He's uh, never here when I... Well, he, he leaves right after he oh, does I that. Oh, I see. Um, That's not much of a producer than is. That explains a lot. Aaron, we got a ton of new Patreon supporters this week. A ton? A ton. Sweet. Uh, our first one comes from a guy named Blendo75. Blendo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he says, hello, I'm a pretty recent fan, also from West Virginia. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, we're going to build that convention yet, boat. Fallensby, which I'm not familiar with that place, but I don't know a whole lot of the Wheeling area. Oh, that's way up yeah, there. Yeah, way up so there. He's in, as far in, away as a lot of other states. Yeah, in Brook County. Yeah. Um, he says he lives in Cleveland now, and uh, he'd like to hear a show about Top Banana. I don't know what that is. Well, he says... Uh, out of the several hundred Amiga games I played back in the day, this one always stood out. Stood out as maybe the only game that was viscerally bad. I am talking about on a physical level. Clearly, he didn't play last week's entry. I can feel this one in my bones, and it feel, fills me with real revulsion. Wow. I can think of worse games that are conventionally less fun or just plain broken, but not anything that looks and sounds as ugly as this on any system. Man, we've got to have a look at that. <laughs> Holy moly. So um, he says, I found out the game's graphics were tile-based, and those who actually purchased the game were given instructions on how to replace the graphics themselves, <laughs> making all the graphics completely customizable. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do a very good job. Do better. That's basically what they're saying. Right, right. So uh, Blendo75, uh, your game for this month for being such a special Amigos uh, Patreon supporter will be Top Banana. So we're going to put this on the list? That is going to be, yeah. I think we're going to do that here fairly soon. Okay. You haven't looked at it yet, have you? No. Because sometimes when you book these things without looking at it, it's a complete disaster. Hey. What was the one that was the worst example of that? Well, there have been several. (laughs) You're like, we're playing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I heard that was pretty bad, Boat. You're like, ah, it'd be great. I think several of our Halloween suggestions (laughs) were in that category, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got a uh, message from... There's a new podcast on the horizon. Yes, yes. This is uh, Arcade Attack Podcast. Uh, wow, that's not the one I thought you were going to say. Oh, okay. Well, these guys... What's it called? Arcade Attack Podcast. Okay. Uh, Arcade Attack Retro Gaming Podcast. They wrote in saying that they were fans of our show. Oh, okay. And they were wondering if we would give them a plug. And he said, I uh, got a message from a guy named Adrian. And he says... Um, 
Uh, their podcast covers everything retro gaming based, but I have covered a number of Amiga games so far, including Moonstone, Zool, Monkey Island, and recently recorded a Weird Dreams episode. Oh, yeah. That's a weird game, too, eh? Um, and so um, this is a picture of the Arcade Attack website here. I'll put on up. Um, and uh, I gave a listen to their podcast. I think it's four guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just a roundtable discussion about right. you know different games each week. They have uh, quite a few episodes already, so they're, they're, they're no flash in the pan. So uh, if you're looking for a new podcast to add to your stable, uh, give Arcade Attack Retro Gaming Podcast a listen. You can find them at arcadeattack.co.uk. Well, while you're on the subject of that, we might as well go ahead and get the other podcast, because that's the one I thought you were talking about, okay. actually. Uh, there's a new Amiga-only podcast Ooh, out. competition. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we lose. That was quick. <laughs> um, it's called um, Amiga Amiga Rama. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, I was checking this guy's YouTube channel out, and he apparently was, I guess he's been listening to us, but he ended up were commenting on one of my on my Mothman video, and he's like, "Are you the guy from Amigos?" <laughs> wow. I'm like, "That's right." <laughs> he's like, "Hey," so uh, but he does. His, I know his YouTube channel's got a lot of like, is he really similar to us? Actually, some 3DO stuff and uh, uh, just some old retro stuff. He did a, his his first episode just came out, sort of like an introduction episode, and it was good. Uh, and he sounds like a guy. I believe he's Irish. And I want to give credit where credit is due because I, this is one of those things where, like, someone said, hey, you should go check this out. And I was like, oh, I'll do it. And then I, I never did it. And then I found it myself. And I was like, man, I'm great. And only to realize that someone else had told me to do it. And I can't remember who it was that told me, but I'll find oh, it for the end of the show. But, yeah, right. so good good for them. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, it was Daniel Cordell. Okay. You know, All right. he, he, a prolific poster. That's right. That's right. He gets it done. Yes, sir. Um, we have a couple uh, news events here. One is, uh, again, not directly Amiga-related, but this is a uh, retro gaming labor of love here on Kickstarter. This is a, uh, a new film about the Spectrum called Load Film 2. And uh, these guys are very, very close to finish their, uh, their Patreon, uh, or I'm not their Patreon, their Kickstarter <laughs> goal. Um, and, uh, oh, God. Yeah. So this is... Uh, this is a project that Chris Folds uh, asked me to talk about, uh, and I am always willing to uh, to talk. You, up you want the to explain spectrum. that little picture that just it looked like some insane man? Well, the, I guess they, here this all spectrum dialogue. all spectrum programmers look That's like what, insane men. Oh so they, <laughs> I mean, look at that guy. I'm, I'm not going to bat my nobody. I look great. <laughs> so uh, I've seen not that much spectrum. You know, I've, I mean, I've got some of the emulation stuff, but so that. Uh, I'm gonna have to have a have the, have a look at this. I'm always looking to expand my uh, knowledge base of this stuff. Yeah, and these guys, they're very very close. They, there's only 43 hours left, so less than two days. Do, have they met their goal? Uh, they they are very very close. They've got 13,000 out of 15,000. Oh yeah, hopefully so, they'll get it. Good yeah, luck, fellas. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the last bit of news we have coming up is a link that I've posted in the notes that I can't remember what it goes. Oh, I know what it is. We'll look at that later. Disjointed as ever, Boat. Um, okay, let's dive into the news for this All right, week. Man, we have a. Uh, this has got to be the most news we've ever had. I just kept going through it. I was like, man, this is a ton. Now, some of it, I'll admit, is because I just missed it the first time around. So, um, let's talk about 
uh, a, the first entry is a, a little game that's come out called Allocopter. Uh, it works on Allo, Allo, Allo. That's right. I'm sorry, Alco. Excuse me. Wow, blue hat, didn't I? <laughs> Alcocopter. It's sort of like alcohol-based copter. Uh, it, it works on any uh, one meg uh, chip memory Amiga. Just a little ditty. I believe they build it as a uh, like a, a puzzle-based heli shooter. Mm. That's a lot of weirdness. Yes. So that might be kind of cool. So that's popped up this week, and it's it's a freebie. Uh, and, of course, a lot of this stuff came from Inter, Indo, blah, 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 Indie Retro News. Uh, next on the docket, I just first of all, I've just seen this working. So that, that looks interesting. I, I don't know enough about what's going on here. To, it kind of reminds me of... Um, we're looking at pictures of Alco Copter, or video, I should say. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of a um, an Atari 800 game called Action Quest. Okay. You ever played Action Quest? I don't believe so. No. All right. Well, anyway, looks cool. It looks pretty good. So along these same lines, hey, this game, just by sheer name alone, it's a crazy unreleased game for the Amiga. Another one that popped up on Indie Retro. It's Space Hippie, everyone. Uh, anything named Space Hippies, I'm down. And in this one, apparently it's sort of like a uh, Space Invaders-style shooter, mm-hmm. except you're a Space Hippie. You know, so that sounds good to me. Uh, uh, so th- your mileage may vary on this one. I, I have not, uh, I have not played it, so I don't know much about it. Um, it's got a built-in trainer. I love games that have built-in trainers. It didn't hurt. <laughs> I, I, it, it looks, you know, it looks like standard fare. Wow, that's weird. Two a.m. on a Sunday morning. So hey, it does have like, <laughs> it's got falling dots and it's got toilets. Yep, yep. It seems like it checks all the boxes. Yep. So there you go. Now. <laughs> Bo, do you want to? You put this up on my on the list here, and I don't know what this is. So, what is this retro sketch three thousand thing here? Okay, got? so this is this is another fan of the show that emailed me, and this guy, uh, his his deal is he is actually creating um, animated shorts that are sort of tied into game reviews. Okay, and it stars these two these two folks here. Uh, so this is uh, the robot and the dude. And they talk about uh, the game of the week, and this week's retro sketch is Moonstone. Oh! And so they're they're basically having a conversation while the game is being played. So this is sort of like a wacky like MST3K for games, right? Exactly. Okay. So uh, hey, that was a great game too. Moonstone. Yeah. So just oh yeah. Oh yeah. Matt, what that was. And the cool part is at the very end, he does one of those awesome uh, fast motion. Uh, sketches yeah. while while it's being talked about. No kidding. I have no idea. Is that him drawing? Yeah, that that's stuff? him drawing it. So I have no idea how um, you know how this actually works. For you at home, it's a guy just that is drawing some crazy Moon Knight stuff or Moon Knight. Listen to me, Moonstone stuff, and it looks good. Yeah, that's cool. It's got a little pop up video action. Right, too, right. So yeah, so yeah. Check pretty out good. this guy's channel, Retro Sketch Three Thousand, yeah, Episode that looks, Four. That looks pretty interesting. There. Yeah. Um. So we covered that. Um. So here's another. Now I, it's funny. I missed a ton of these, and so there's. I'm going to mention them all in one fell swoop here. There are several recent, as in the last two weeks, um, CD32 compilations that have popped up. I'm going to go over them real quick because there's three of them. I think one is uh, one of them is this is just a this isn't a uh, compilation. This is just a game. It's called Bubble Heroes. It's a puzzle bobble clone. It's unofficial CD32 release, and that's been released. Uh, and there's a link to download it. Uh, the next one is a, it's called the Voxel Double Pack, another unofficial CD32 release. Um, 
this has a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, it's a voxel-based racing game and a... Uh, I'm not sure what the other thing is, but I looked at... we. I don't know. We, it seems like we looked at this maybe, and it looks pretty good. I had a look at it. I thought it was interesting looking. So if you're into the voxel... I like that it's called Wheels on Fire. Yeah, I think the other one's Firewall. It's one, one of my favorite songs of all time. Wheels, Wheels on fire, burning down the road. You're an ab fab guy, oh, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, all me the too. way. I love that show. Um, and then uh, another one of these that got released is uh, called the On Escapee. Uh, this is a CD32. Uh, it's, again, in the vein of Another World or Flashback. It's got an awesome intro, they say. Again, I haven't tried it. Uh, these are, I've got links to all these stuff, so if you, if you want to give them a shot. There's another one here. I told you there was a lot of these, because I only missed a couple. They've just been popping up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unofficial C32 release, Vision Software, the, um, the complete Amiga works. Now listen to this lineup, all right? Here's what you get on the disc. You get Cybernex, Gnome, Kiro's Quest, Microbes, Overkill, and Roadkill 30, CD32, Seek and Destroy CD32, Saucer's Apprentice, uh, Woody's World... Zombie Apocalypse and Zombie Apocalypse 2 AGA. So, if that's your bag, there you go. You know, right. I, I've i spent so little time with the CD32, I'd forgotten that it was, ups, like, the controller is designed in an upside-down yeah. fashion. The controller is, it is odd. But here's the thing about that controller. I'm sure we've went in this, but it's, the, the control pad is cheap, all right, which is not good. Mm-hmm. And the buttons aren't great, okay? So that aspect, but the actual design of the controller, you'd think to yourself, this is garbage. It's actually pretty good. They just they just cheaped out on There's the There's no shoulder on buttons components. on top, are there? No. Okay. They just cheap, they cheaped out. Yeah. Pure and simple. And, and they, if you had uh, put some money in it, you'd probably had some. You could really say that about the CD32. You could just say the CD32 colon. They cheaped out. Well, I mean, the CD32 still works. I mean, so I mean, it, it, it works pretty well. It's just that... If you're going to have crummy controllers, what do you got? What's a, bunch the, of, a bunch of 1,200 ports, and well, that's it. Well, now, that's not their fault. There's no one pre- hey, I don't want to get me started on that <laughs> boat. I'll smack you. Um, okay, this is something I just thought was interesting. We have an international audience. Uh, someone went in and did a complete German version of Flight of the Amazon Queen. Uh, it's a uh, point-click game that's quite popular. So if you're German, and they went in and, and did a real, apparently quite a good job, so... I've got that linked up. If you're uh, if you're looking to get the German version of that, uh, I know you'll be right on it, boat. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, let me see if there's anything else here that's. What not about s- this? Well, I'm getting to that. This is, oh, you like that, eh? So what we've got here, I just found this uh, messing around YouTube. Someone, uh, someone put a internal CD-ROM in their Amiga 500. And it's actually, it looks it looks like it was meant to be it's there. It's very well done. Uh, now, according to the post, uh, this was shown um, at the RetroComp slash Load Air 2017 event held in Poland. Uh, so, and it was it was posted by a guy named Leopold T81. So, mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's only about 13 seconds, but if you want to see what it looks like for someone to have a, a CD3, uh, yeah, CD mounted in, in the rear end of their... <laughs> Amiga, you gotta give people credit. They're doing everything they can to these old Amigas, oh, yeah. man. And I mean, you, there's room there. Why I mean, not? It's probably a, it's an old laptop. It's what it is. It's a laptop CD-ROM that they've just wired into the IDE, some sort of IDE controller. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite brilliant. You know, I, I wish I'd thought of that. I mean, is it is it that easy? Can you just well, swap I mean, out? Is no. it the same? 
Here's the thing. Okay, Pond, have you ever taken a laptop CD-ROM or DVD-ROM out? No. They have, a, like, usually some sort of weird proprietary plug on the back, right? Now, I don't know how, you know, I, I haven't seen every CD-ROM ever made, so he may have found one that has some sort of, like, SCSI port or something on or something he could use to convert over. I mean, um, there are ways, like, the, you can take a SCSI to IDE converter. So if it's, a, if it's got SCSI ports on the back, or not SCSI, but SATA, if it's got SATA ports on the back, Conceivably, you could run it into a SATA IDE controller, run the IDE into an IDE interface, and use that, maybe. But, I mean, who knows? I don't know what he's done. But, I mean, hey, it's pretty cool. And what's more impressive is the engineering behind it, where he mounted it. It was quite brilliant. So, mm. I don't know, just some wacky thing. But uh, it stuck up there. Uh, do you want to talk about, because we've got a ton of, of site updates. Do you? Yeah. Oh, wait, we should talk about one more thing here before we get to that. Um and I saw this all over the place, but it was posted to us by someone named G.H. Oh, boy. A- Anilinda? You want to try this one? No. G.H. Anilinda. That's tough to say. Um, I'm sorry, G.H., for butchering your name. But Amazon has created a new department dedicated to retro gaming. Uh, I saw this all over the place. It's getting pressed left and right. I think that's Anilida. Anilida. Uh. And Alita, <laughs> and Alita boat has named you. But whatever it is, I've heard the prices are already expensive. But we'll see. I haven't been on there yet. I see an I do see a, a Turbo Graphics joystick back there. Boy, like that. I like that picture. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, I, I that was the first thing that stuck. I've never. Have you ever seen one of those? I have. Really? You can get one for about uh, thirty-five bucks. Oh. But of course, have you have to have the multi-tap, which is. You know, it's getting a joystick, for, another joystick for the Turbo Graphics is going to cost me upwards of seventy dollars, mm. and it pisses me off. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. So, anyways, uh, if you want to give <clears throat> Amazon a shot for this, you know, anytime they start these new, remember when, uh, remember when uh, uh, GameStop went dipped their toe into the retro mm-hmm. gaming world? How'd that work out? Not too good, because their prices were insane and idiotic. Right. Now that much said, retro gaming prices in general have went insane. Yeah. And let's not forget that Amazon knows a little bit more about retail than GameStop. Well, that's does. true. But I mean, I'll give you an example. So I went to the, I went to the. Uh, this is a sidebar. I love these. I went to the Hillbilly Flea Market yesterday in beautiful Greenup, Kentucky, on my lunch break. And I'm milling around. There's a guy there. I'm like, hey, you've got a, you've got an Intellivision two here. He's like, that's right. He goes, and it comes with all this stuff. And he opens, he gets in the floor, and he pulls out a Tupperware box. And inside the box is some beat down box games and so, some loose cartridges and I'm like wow okay I was like well you know those look pretty beat down but you know they're, the cartridges probably work I was like what are you asking for this thing you want 125 bucks for mm. the television 2 so I was like okay we'll move along so then he had he had some uh, um, what were they they were uh, they were Saturn discs some CDs he goes man I got some Saturn discs oh, you'd love these so I looked at the disc, and they were just sort of generic. And I was like, well, th- have you tried these to make sure they work? No, we don't test nothing, okay? Awesome. So I turned them over, <laughs> and I was like, well, these things are pretty scratched up. I was like, I don't think they're going to work. He's like, oh, that'll work. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you want for these? And they were like, I mean, I was talking about NHL, NBA. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, 75 bucks for like eight. See, I was like, you're... I was like, well, I got to go. Yeah. This you know? is why places like the Amazon Retro Gaming Store have a feature. <laughs> that, yeah. Because. <laughs> the, yeah. The, I mean, but this is like, I mean, the Hillbilly Flea Market, this is the lowest rung of the of the ladder for is that it below sort of Milton stuff. Flea Market? Oh, well, well below it. Mm. 
And the funny thing is, this flea market just by itself has three retro gaming stores in it. Wow. Something else I noticed, everyone and their brother is selling those NES bootleg minis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 60 bucks. Everywhere you get one is 60 bucks, and they're all exactly the same yeah. company. You know, so. Yeah. That, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things where, like, you can go on Alibaba and get, or AliExpress and get them for 30 bucks shipped. So it's just like they're playing on the fact that people don't know how to do that. And, yeah, you know, and, can you imagine being a, a, a one of these low end retail guys, like one of these guys? It's that a own, miserable existence. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to turn a profit. You're, and you have to rip people up yeah. to survive. Yeah, effectively. that's exactly right. The only way that you can succeed is if you take advantage of ignorant people. Like I, I, I hit up, hit three <coughs> Jaguar sticks, which was stunning to me. And I looked at them and I said, "Hey, do these work?" Yeah, it's <coughs> another story. It's like they work fine. So I looked at them, and two of them, the pins were so smashed, they could have never worked mm. in a million years. You couldn't even put them in the slot. So, I mean, not only are they trying to rip you off, but there's, and 50 bucks is actually a pretty good deal, but, I mean, what are you going to get with your money? You they're know? willfully selling broken things. Yeah, you know, and they're dirty. Everything's mm-hmm. all dirty. That just drives me nuts, you know. Clean yeah. it up a little bit, eh? And that's why, you know, when you when you have to pay extra on eBay or something, at least you're paying extra because somebody's gone to the trouble to clean the stuff up. Like, I'll gladly pay extra if I don't have to clean out dead roaches from my console, you know. Indeed. That's, I agree, that's I agree words to that. live by. So let's look at the site <laughs> news, boat. What do you got? I know you've got, we've got a ton of site updates. Yeah, you're going to have to help me out because I don't want to okay, skip I can, anything. I can start the, uh, oh, I can, well, I can start the show here. Okay, go ahead. Site updates. Let me go back through here. So um, first thing we've got here is, let me find it here. Okay, uh, just, just right out of the gate. Just in case you're wondering, you know, our uh, Amigos channel puts out a bunch of crazy different stuff. So this week, for Halloween, I, me and Boat sat down and played a Doom on the 3DO. So if not Amiga related. So but we're doing well, so Doom. We're doing YouTube. Oh, sorry. This I'm on the wrong thing. This is site stuff. Yeah, don't worry. I'll take care of it. Okay. Now, this was, I love this. Okay. Chris Folds, our good and dear friend, had an interesting uh, quiz that he put up. On on the side, it was it was the Price is Right, mm-hmm. and so and I'm guessing that this fellow in the picture here is the UK's the version UK of Bob host, Barker because that's definitely not Bob Barker. No, he looks this guy looks very devilish, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. Um, but uh, and he's standing in front of the big wheel. But uh, the, the the gimmick on this is you try to guess what these games sold for in box in the UK as of the first of November. All right. Not an easy quiz, and I can tell you that I got two out of eleven. I only got five. So. You did way better than me, but nice job. So, but it was still interesting to to. Uh, to well, it was do. really I was I was playing mind games, where it's one of those things like you do when you don't know the answer. Well, they wouldn't put a twice. So. <laughs> wow! You're, so you're using the abracadabra right, method, right? So Chris was a busy man. He also put up, and this looked good. Have you ever seen this game? He put up. He did a video, an amigo plays on Rally Cross Challenge. This I, is this is a game. I watched this, and it made me want to play it. It actually looked pretty good. I know. It looked good. And did you see all the different tracks it had? It looked it looked uh, it looks like something that's right up our alley. Eh? Mm-hmm. We we like that kind of stuff. I love any kind of like sort of offbeat racing game. Right, right, right. And it looked it looked good. Oh, you know, here's an article for, uh, that's not from our site, but I forgot to mention it. Um, the guys over at GenerationAmiga.com, which is a, it's a great site. I don't know if you've been over there, boat. I have. It's funny. I have trouble loading it from work, but uh, anyway. Uh, they had an article on the 25th anniversary of the 1200, which was uh, like like a week ago, and it was it was just a little blurb, but I thought that was interesting, so I thought I'd give them a little plug there. 
Um, also, a little off kilter for us. I did well. It's not really. It's Amiga related. We talked about a, I guess, probably about a month ago about a fellow uh, that uh, effectively did a simulation of an, of an Odyssey two game, and it was called Killer Bees. And so I got to sit down and play this this week. I played it quite a bit actually. It's a very addictive game. Uh, it was done on the original Odyssey two by a fellow named Bob S Harris, and this version was done by a fellow named Gary James. And uh, he did a good job. It, play, it play, controls now, great. what is the... Because, you know, I've seen a couple of videos of this, and it just looks incomprehensible to me. What are you it's trying not, to It's accomplish? actually quite simple. Okay. So um, you're a set of bees. You're a set of white bees, a swarm, mm-hmm. if you will. And you're... And there's a backstory to this, but effectively, there's some stuff walking around this square play field. Your job is to sting it until it dies. <laughs> okay. And so you basically, the longer you hover on something, the slower it'll get until it falls over dead and a, uh, and a headstone gets up. Okay. So it sounds simple, but there are enemy bees that are after you. They mm. won't sting the guys. They'll just come and get you. Mm. And as you touch them, you lose more and more of your swarm until you can be down to like one bee. And then when you lose that last bee, you're dead. There are, there are uh, bl- green, blue, and red swarms. Now, uh, I think there's blue. I know there's green and red. The uh, um, the red ones are real nice. They come right after you. Now, one you do have one weapon. It's on the side of the screen. There are these flashing cursors. And depending on where your swarm is, that's where the cursors will be. They follow you around the screen. And if you hit your button, uh, anything in between those cursors, get any bees will get zapped. Ooh. It's like a bug zapper, okay. basically. So that's sort of like your ace in the hole, and after a while, it takes a little while for it to recharge, and you and it kicks back up. But it's actually a simple game. Uh, I looked at this on the Odyssey, and then I came over and looked at and played this. You know, I looked to see which, and they're not. It's not like a emulation or anything, but I mean, it's still a very good simulation of the uh, of the game, and it was a lot of fun. I had a real good time playing. I was I, really, I was sort of surprised how much I enjoyed it. So, if you uh, want to try this out, you know, it's 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 freely available to download. I and see. This is the first Amigos plays that you've done with yourself in there, also. Yeah, you, you the see the board. poor empty chair. There's no boat. <laughs> there was no boat in there. That was just sad. Um, <laughs> Dreamcatcher, he's back, and and this time he's done a uh, a throwdown on Mask. <laughs> you remember the show Mask? I do remember the show Mask. In fact, we're gonna take you back to 1987. Oh. And my sixth birthday party. <laughs> For those on the radio, it's boat in a mask mask. <laughs> Do you remember which character you were supposed to be? I, I This was the only character that I knew about. It looks like the little Dutch boy sitting over there beside you. Who <laughs> that, that? That's my sister. Wow. You mean this person right yeah. here? Yeah, that's my sister. That's Anne Marie. Do you know? You actually know. You might know this guy. This is Dave Bowling. Dave Bowling. I, 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 I know he went to school with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but th- yeah, that's funny. So you yeah. were a mask. You were a mask. Mask uh, was my fan. first love. See, I didn't like the show at all. I well, you was, were you were in your mid thirties. So no, no, it came out. How dare you, sir? <laughs> this came out in the eighties. You dipstick, and uh, but it was uh, not my bag, and I didn't like the art either. But that's neither here nor there. So Dream uh, Dream Kitchen does this usual full on uh, throwdown on this, including all the versions. I believe this was out in the Spectrum, maybe the Anderson. Well, I don't think this had an Amiga release, as I recall reading the. Article. It was. It was uh, on a bunch of the other uh, systems. Mask was pretty much just like GI Joe and Transformers mixed together, right? Well, I don't know. I didn't watch it that much because it had transforming vehicles and it had guys that looked like GI Joe. Yeah, and and they had masks clearly. Yeah. 
So it's a good article. I, I, I just read this today, and I enjoyed it. Like the Dreamcatcher, he's, he's the man. Oh, I know this. This is this was that movie that that Queen did the soundtrack to. Musk. Whoa. No, jeez, that was Flash. You dipstick. Um, lastly, I think this is the last thing I've got. Chris Foles, man, this guy's been on fire this week. This just popped today, I think. He put together a slideshow of what he thinks Chris Folds, so direct your hate mail towards Folds. <laughs> uh, he thinks these are the essential Amiga point-and-click games. We should look through some of these, Boat. Well, we got uh, King of Chicago. Which we haven't done now. When you have, no, have you ever played We that haven't one? done a lot of these. Cause we, we We've sh- done we, some, We though. tend to shy away from these sort of games We, we on did the a show. few of them. Beneath the Steel Sky, everybody talks about Which how I, great that game is. I have played is. that. It is, it's quite interesting. Um, Flight of the Amazon Queen. We again. just talked about that. It's yep. now been released in German. Um, Future, Future Wars. Future Wars. I have played that. And it's quite good. I enjoyed that. And uh, if you want to see more, you can check out Chris's article on the site. And if you left anything out, give him hell. You can leave a comment. <laughs> um, and before we move away from the news, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow boat is the last day. That you can submit your entries in the Amigos Challenge. We challenge you, the the, the viewer or listener, we challenge you to, to get the highest score you can with one man, your first man on Turrican 2. Uh, and if you accept this challenge and you have not entered yet, you have exactly one day. I will accept uh, all uh, entries until midnight, uh, tomorrow night. And... Uh, the details are available on our forum. Boat, give them the address. Everythingamiga.com slash forums. That's right. Go to the Amigo Challenge section. There's a big uh, post there on how you are to give us your video. You know, and we're not picky. If you can't, if we don't see you in there, that's okay. Just, you know, it's a, you, you can shoot it with a, your, your phone. You know, we don't care. Uh, the quality means very little. We just want you to... We want <laughs> As you can tell from watching this podcast. <laughs> yes, clearly. As I... As Boat, I don't know what you're doing. I'm trying to fix our illustrious backdrop. You should have went with a fireplace. But uh, um, we don't care. We've gotten... I think we've gotten a good... We've gotten... I think this is the most submissions we've gotten was on the Turk. And of course, Turk 2, very popular game. I can tell you that the winners will not be myself or Boat. What? Our showings were the worst. We actually shot boats while I was sitting there, and it was it was not that good, boat. And mine was worse than yours. Now <laughs> I, I thought I did pretty well. I'm going to give myself one more shot tomorrow before I close the book. So if you're interested in uh, joining us for this Amigos Challenge, send in that entry, and then hopefully sometime within the next week, I will attempt to use my third-rate video editing skills to put something together in the vein of Brutal Barracuda to make something presentable so we can see who wins the challenge. Sounds great. And I don't know because I haven't watched any of the videos because I didn't think it would be fair to watch the videos. Right. You don't want to get any. To get tips. Right. You know, right. although, man, I can. You know a lot of the I tips. Need, I don't know a lot know of those secret of zones. Are you kidding? What? Yeah, like the beginning, how you moved left. I knew that from when we did it the first time. Mm. We're not good. No. We've, done, we've been horrible at every one of these we've ever done. I'm, I can count on one hand the games that we've played on this show that we've actually been good at. Adam's Family. What else? You're pretty good at TV sports basketball, although I did beat uh, you I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Let's just move it along. What else you got? Does that cover about everything? I think that that's everything. If there is something else. Is there anything you need to bill or talk about that we always forget to do? You want to talk about that now? Well, I mean, if we don't do it now, we're going to forget. Okay. Well, let's do it now. Okay, go ahead. The purpose of this part of the show is to plug our social media. 
because someone on this podcast thinks that we don't do it often enough. Well, I mean, those are we get some hardworking folks out there helping us with this social media, and I just want to make sure they're. So I would just like to take a moment to show off our Instagram feed. If you go to Instagram.com/slash/EverythingAmiga, um, you can check out Chris Folds is in charge of this. He posts all kinds of awesome uh, Amiga photos here. And, they are. Uh, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we also have a Facebook page. If you go to facebook.com slash Amigos Podcast. We're now actually doing more on there than we have in the past. Yeah. Um, which was nothing. <laughs> you can see us and David Pleasance there. Uh, and we also have, of course, a Google Plus page that does not have a fancy URL because Aaron uh, runs it and our official one is tied to my Google account in ways that I won't go into. Sorry. Um, it's but still fancy, though. Anyway, it's... Aaron, I know we say this a lot. You've got 225 people. I'm, I'm clawing from one. I mean, that's not that's, bad for like, a, like it's less than a year. Right. I mean, our, that Google Plus page, it's got to be in one of the top 10 communities no, on Google. Not Plus. even close. But it's better than what we had before, which was nothing. And finally, we have Twitter. Uh, if you go to twittercom amigos podcast, you can see uh, our shirts were on sale. Um, if you go to today's uh, a special day. Yeah, we'll go ahead and talk about this too. So um, if you go to, oh, I guess they're not on sale anymore. Oh, yeah, they're still on sale. Uh, the prices will increase in just under eight hours. So if you've been waiting for a chance to grab yourself an Amigos tea, we also have, for example, if you are a staff and supporter, uh, we also have um, throw pillows, uh, <laughs> laptop cases. You can buy a tapestry. Who Beautiful. wouldn't want a tapestry? That is kind of um, cool. That's, that's probably better off for our first 100 episodes poster. Uh, who wouldn't want to get just a very uh, a huge tapestry to uh, to display you on know, the wall? You know, I, I want to go off on a little tangent here. You know, so I've been feeling the flow as I mentioned. Like I've been I'm Amiga'd out the yin yang, right? I've been playing the crap with some Amiga, and so I thought to myself, you know, what would be cool is to have some big old Amiga posters. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm talking about, and this isn't just to plug the big old Amiga poster that we we sell one for the show, but I mean, just like you know, uh, just a uh, a big. Like, like a like a there. marketing poster these might get sent out. right or just something that says Amiga twelve hundred this thing's you yeah know. sort of like the Atari poster that we got in that a lot of stuff right exactly that's mm -hmm. where I got the idea mm -hmm. you can't find Jack Squat you can't find posters for just the like like publicity posters you can't find nothing I looked all over the place the other day now someone's gonna say like well you're dumb here's where you get them but I couldn't find Jack Squat now can you make your own yeah you can but it'd be easier someone else made it it'd be cheaper right. You know, so we may have to make some posters. I've been thinking about making some new posters. All right. So that, but I mean, I'm not just going to make a bug. Well, I just like that, to have a big old poster. That uh, Katamari poster that you see, that's that's how I made that. Oh, yeah. You know, I took a scan of the box art and blew it up and used Photoshop to make sure it didn't look now, too you terrible. You can find some box art for the Amiga, but not as much as you'd expect. Mm -hmm. I was real surprised, you know. I mean, I guess it's all sort of in the gray. Right. But I mean, who are you gonna, who's going to get paid for this stuff? Who knows? So, but anyway, so yeah, if you know where I can find good posters, give me a call. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and continue on to now, tonight, now, to now. <laughs> it's time to start talking about our game of the week, Aaron. The game of the week. Amigos game of the week. This is, you know, we were talking about someone that said they did weird dreams as another podcast. Well, this, this is, game is a weird dream. This makes weird dreams look <laughs> conventional and normal. And I'm going to try to get through this without, I mean, I've scratched my head a lot this week trying to research this weird game. So this week's game is WizKid. The Story of Whizball 2. That's the full name. Uh, this came out on the Amiga in 1992 on two discs. Uh, it was uh, developed by Sensible. 
And uh, if you live in a cave and you don't know who Sensible are, they're responsible for the cannon fodders, international 3D tennis, megalomania, Sensible soccer, Sensible golf, uh, and uh, suck the uh, mm. shoot 'em up construction. Is that right? Shoot 'em up. Yeah. Construction kit. Uh huh. And they are uh, renowned. Everyone knows, especially for their sensible world of soccer, everyone knows who they are. Sensible world of soccer. That's their theme. Is it? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. You got that off the TV, didn't you? Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so this game was really put together by, like, the all-star team, all right? Which, you know, okay. So your art, the uh, artist and co- the, the, uh, the coder for this was Chris Yates, one of the coders. Uh, he was responsible for sensible soccer, among other things. The graphics are done by John Hare, who did the cannon fodders, sensible soccer, sensible golf. I mean, it's not like they didn't bring out the duds. Right. These are the The music? Well, heck, let's get Richard Joseph. Enough said. Mm -hmm. He's done everything. Cannon fodder, chaos engines, uh, the barbarians, James Ponds, Moonstone we talked about earlier, sensible soccer. He's done tons of stuff. Rise of the Robots, him and Brian May working hand in hand (laughs) to put that sucker together. Oh, wait, that didn't happen, did it? Um, So... This is the sequel to Whizball, which was a game. Now, both did we do an Amigos play on Whizball? Because I know we t- did a show on it. I thought we did a full show, but I we did we, a full show on Whizball. I couldn't find it. I looked for, I was going to research about listening to our old show, and I couldn't find it. Really? Well, I mean, I didn't look I that hard. To be honest with you. I know we covered it, but I can't remember if it was an Amigos play or not. So, uh, if you're not familiar with Whizball, uh, then you'll fit right in with us playing it because we were god awful at this game, if you'll recall. Uh, it's a. It was more of a C64 staple than it was on the Amiga, uh, but it's this kind of crazy game where you bounce around trying to collect these different colored uh, paint pots. To it was a, it was an odd game, but it's a very very popular, very unique game. And so this was its sequel. Um, one thing about this is it's really nothing like Whizball, except for the fact that you're getting colors to uh, to finish the levels. Right. That's so it, it the, shares that's the that. It shares that in in, in common uh, with with the original. So now I, I I wanted to read this. I don't usually print out the manuals and read, but I just want you to hear the story of Whizball too, because I think this goes a long way in explaining what the hell is going on in this game. Right. So this is straight from the manual. A long long time ago. Whizball the wizard and and Nefa the cat banished Zark from the land of Wiz for being naughty. Everyone lived happily ever after. Nifta had eight kittens. And Wizard (laughs) and Whizball got married and have a kid. Well, Zark came back one night and kidnapped Wizard, Whizball, and Nifta. He threw Wizard and Whizball into dungeons in his castle and put Nifta in the turtle jail. Are you following this so I far? I got it. I got it. It's just like uh, Dickens. That's right. So, with that, with that, uh, uh, you know, knowledge, you are, you're, a, you are a whiz kid, and you're going to save these kittens, and then presumably, said the wizard, the whole valley lot of them. That, that your, your mission is to collect as many kittens as possible, release Nifta and Choki, and battle on in Zark's castle. I think Laurent Giroux would love this game because he's always talking about kittens. Well, this you may be right. So, there's your storyline. Now, where does that bear on the game? Well, not for, I didn't get far enough for it to make a difference, but it does make a bearing. So, um, gosh, I'm going to try to let you explain how this game works, but Okay. So, this game is like a reverse Arkanoid. Okay. okay. So, instead of the instead of yourself having no control over the ball, 
you have full control over the ball. You are the ball. You are the ball. And uh, your job is to destroy the enemies that, you, that come onto the screen by knocking different size and shape bricks into them. Uh, when you do that, they leave behind goodies. And the goodies could be power-ups or they could be music notes. Uh, when you collect all the music notes in a song, you move on to the next level. And the music notes have different colors, and you have, so to fill in the, the part at the top, you have to have the correct color to fill in that note. So if you get like a red note and you've got an empty blue note spot, you got to keep going because right. you don't have the right note. Right. Um, in between these, there are different bonus stages that you can play. Uh, there's a puzzle solving element where it's sort of like there's a, there's a, there's a, there's cryptic crosswords that you can play. Um, one thing about England that I learned is they never just call them crossword puzzles. They always call them cryptic crossword puzzles. Really? Yeah. It's just sort of a weird thing. It seems like cryptic would be a, a given. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, that's uh, that's sort of the the the, the game. The well, game. that's sort of the that's the first part of the game. Okay. Now I did not make it past the first. Okay. Well, part I can of the tell game. you the second. So. Okay. What you're doing in this, as the as the weird story implied, is you're going to save all these kittens, okay? And there's a reason for this. So, you what the first thing you do is you you go to these levels. You're the ball. You kill all the stuff that you need to hit with the blocks, and you get and you gather up the musical notes to to finish the song. When you get through the song, you get to a point where you can go to a store, okay? And amongst the thing you can do at the store is is gain your body okay you with me so far because you right now you're just yeah ahead. you're just ahead so when you do this there's a second like i don't know like an adventure aspect to the game yeah where you uh can do gather stuff and and do weird stuff including go to like i saw one thing in fact i just saw it pop up yes where you where you jump down a well and you collect some stuff in these bathrooms at the bottom of the it's well. It's all very bathroom focused. And then you have to you have to flush this broken toilet to flood the bottom of the things. The bucket you got down the well and will float back up. And yeah, it's very strange. It's I mean, it's there's a bunch of weird stuff in here. There's a lot of weird hidden stuff. It's <laughs> I couldn't describe it if I wanted to, but there's there isn't a like an adventure element to yeah, the game. Yeah. And um, it, it really, I mean, we talked about how terrible the mini games were in Zool 2 the other week. These mini games are—they are not bad. Like they're—they're they're just weird and different. Yeah, I mean, this game—they were really out, out to lunch on a lot mm -hmm. of this stuff. So, what you do is, if this game has a like different zones that you go to to collect all the various kittens. Okay. Now, I, I'm much like Boat. I didn't got didn't get this far, but I watched the uh, the game to completion. This is what happened because it was so strange. So, and, and I don't want to spoil this for anyone. It's a spoiler alert if you don't want to hear how the game ends. But effectively, you need these kittens to help man a giant, like, rowboat. You know, like the kind yeah. they, they use in a, in, when they have races. What are those things called? Long boats or whatever. There's, like, multiple oars. Yeah. And the eight kittens get in there and assist you. And, they, and you, you fl float your boat across the water to the castle. Then you go up into the castle. When you get to the castle, uh, this dog confronts you, who is the bad guy. And he says, listen... Uh, the only way you can defeat me is to beat my high score, and he's got this big video game. You play, and the video game is uh, is Asteroids, but it's not called Asteroids. It's like Asteroids, except instead of Asteroids, all the uh, things, on, all the Asteroids look like your guy. They look like faces, but I mean, it's, it, it's done in vectors, you know? And so you blow these up, and you have to beat his high score, wow. and that's how you win the game. It's real bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's like a full-on game right yeah. there. 
but uh, um, and then the game ends. It's very strange. I'm not going to give away the secret ending. Uh, but along the way, you can pick up uh, various power-ups at various points, and also you can buy stuff in the store. You can get a, a clown nose, mm -hmm. and that will let you bounce bricks on your head. You use the bricks to hit the bad guys, and so uh, if you can bounce them, it gives you, instead of just them falling away, you can actually give you more of a chance to hit some of the more elusive bad guys with them. Another thing you can get are these, like, chomping teeth that you can use to ho grab hold of a brick, and you can literally sort of, like, rush towards somebody and just, like, hit the fling button, and they'll fling, mm -hmm. it'll fling the, uh, the uh, block at them. Uh, so this game, you can tell it's an odd game, right? I mean, it's really weird. So it didn't get a huge release, stunning, because I, I think Whizball was on quite a few systems. This didn't get that big a release. This was only out on the Atari ST and the PC. So the, believe it or not, the PC got a port of this, which I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that. I can see that more than a console getting a port of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The console, yeah. I like, mean, this is this is probably the weirdest good game because like we play a lot of bad games that i guess you could call weird but they're just bad like this is a legitimately like i can see myself playing a lot of this just because it's so weird and offbeat but it's also like well done like the physics with it when you're flinging stuff there's a lot of stuff on the screen there's never any slowdown um i like the the music note collecting aspect of it um I like a lot of things about this game. I may go back and do a uh, another Amigos plays of this just for fun. And the, the funny thing about it is, like, you can buy stuff in a store, and like I said, having not gotten far enough for it to matter, I'm not even sure what some of it does. I think a lot of it plays into that adventure game. It's very strange. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like carrot on a stick, some other junk like that. It's, a, it's just it's just odd. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing I found out when I was looking through this is the fellow that did the the art for it which is something we don't usually get into, but the box art is pretty bizarre looking. Uh, the fellow's name is Bob uh, Wakelin, all right? And I think he's pretty prominent. Is he related to Rick Wakeman? No, he's mm -hmm. not. But he did work for Marvel for a while, and he also did some album covers. He's responsible for a bunch of different uh, games. He did the art for Wizball, of course, WizKid. He did a game called Mutants. He did the art cover art for New Zealand Story. And so those some you know pretty good stuff, and he was real ha happy with the way Wizkid turned out. Except he said he didn't like that they added this kind of brown paper around his art. And if you're if you're watching this on the screen now, you can see they've they've made it look like look like somebody's ripped open a package. Right. That wasn't his. He hated that. Mm. So I don't know, blame him. That you draw this nice art. And yeah, I don't know why you do that. Like, why would you draw a box on a box? I don't know. He said he was going for a crumb style. If you're familiar with that guy. Oh sure. And yeah. It looks. It does look eerily similar to. To uh, what Crumb would do? What's what was Crumb's first name? Do you remember? R. Really? Yeah. R. Period. Well, that's what he signed everything as. So you don't know his real name. It's R. R. Yeah. So. Um, or I, they, unless you're talking about Harry Crumb, like who's Harry Crumb? No. Hmm. No, I don't. I, I hated that movie. By the way. So. This game. I, it's funny when I played this, and I didn't know how this was going to review. I really didn't. I was like, man, this, this could get killed. I mean, honestly, because I mean, it seems like it's beloved. And it is, but I mean, I, it's so strange and weird. It's kind of hard, you know, in a, in a strange way. To, I mean, well, it's weird because it starts out and it's so easy that you almost feel like the game is broken because right. you don't know what to do. Like when we played this on the, we tried this for the first time on our on our marathon show, mm -hmm. and we were utterly baffled. And the funny thing is, we did way better on that than we did in the Amigos play. We did yeah. tons better. We yeah. played for like probably twenty minutes on that show, 
but so we, we didn't do as well this but, time around. Well, what happens is if you don't collect the music notes, then you literally just replay the opening stages forever and ever and ever. Yeah, you really if you don't get what if you don't kill all the stuff you need or whatever, it is, it, you don't die. You just it just sends you to another section of that level. Mm -hmm. So um, this game is very uh, popular. Um, it was number 31 in the in the best game of all time list, top 100 of Amiga Power in 96. 31, pretty good. That is pretty good. Um, PC Gamer named it WizKid the 42nd best game of all time. Who'd have thunk that, yeah. right? Uh, so, in, in terms of reviews, this might be the best reviewed game we've ever looked at. It's It's got to be in the top couple. Uh, Amiga Action gave it an 88, Amiga Format a 93, and uh, then they gave it a 9 out of 10 two years later. So it actually, you know, they gave it a good score twice. Very unusual. Uh, and the worst score it got was a, was the 80 was an 81 from CU Amiga, and that's still, I mean, it's almost all 90s. So I mean, it's incredibly a well received game, which. I don't know, 90? I mean, it, it's an interesting game. It's unique, but I don't know if I like it that much. I mean, what do you think? I do. I would give this game top marks because it's the most original game I've ever played on this platform. It is. I mean, there's nothing else like it. There's, yeah, yeah, and that, that's worth mega points. Plus, it controls fine. The it, graphics are... In, I mean, I wouldn't call these graphics great, but, I mean, they're, they're not bad. It's just a different style. I like the fact that your guy looks like Grover. It's got a lot of character, like the opening scene where he's conducting the orchestra with the cannons is, is interesting. Just the fact that when you when you grab the the when you grab the bricks with the teeth, it looks so ridiculous. Yeah, I it, mean, um, this game is known to have like a sexual double entendre in the manual, which I'm not going to go into, but you can look it up uh, and uh, find that in there. I guess these guys worked a little blue. This seems to be one of their things. Yeah, so there's there's the that stuff guys. going in there now. I looked this up on eBay, and I was actually surprised there were none. There are none currently available to buy on eBay for any platform, or for the Meek. I don't know if there were any for the ST. Uh, but I did look, and recently there have been some that sold, and they sold pretty reasonably. Uh, they, one sold for, in France, shipped for $36. US There's been one for, and these are boxed, 27 bucks in the UK and 12 bucks in the UK and 10 bucks in the UK. So that's a pretty, you know, 10 bucks shipped with the box. It's a, a pretty good bargain. So, uh, you know, you can get this if you can find it. It looks like it's going for a pretty reasonable price. I mean, if you wanted it right. that bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not as sold on it as you. I mean, I, like I said, I don't... I will say I like it a heck of a lot more than I liked uh, Whizball. Yeah. Uh, Whizball, it's fair to say that we, we, we totally misplayed we that. We just didn't get it. Uh, yeah. And on really, a level that was only matched by Super Stardust. And it's a lot of ways... What You had to keep bringing that up, Boat. <laughs> In a lot of ways... WizKid is, I, I know how to play it, but it's real strange. Right, and that's and the, that's and the thing that brings me back. And I know how to play the, the, the aspect of the part where you're knocking the bad guys up with the bricks. I got that. Mm -hmm. But when you get, and I did get to the adventure section, it is strange. And I didn't know how to get, like, I, I'm sad to say this, but I, got, I did get to the point where you go to the toilets, and I had no idea what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know, what is this? What am I doing here? And you also get the op when you get to the store and you don't know what you're doing and you see like you've got all this stuff you can buy, plus you can come back with or without a head mm -hmm. or without a body. I didn't know what they even pick. I'm like, what That's am weird. I? What is this? You know. So the adventure elements of it, it's it's so original that it's it's scary to me. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. So I, I'm not as sold on it as you, but the but it, the music's fine. 
the 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 gameplay is fine. Like I said, the the action's all good. It's just a matter of if it's your cup of tea, right? Right. right. And for me, it's a little weird. I highly recommend anybody that mm-hmm. is into sort of uh, you know surreal, just weird video game stuff because I, I love stuff like like Katamari. It's my favorite series. Of oh, all well, time, that's true. You know, while I'm thinking about it, and it, I love when this happens. When I was doing my research for this, I found this great article that had all you could possibly want to know about uh, WizKid, and it was on our site. And it's our good, it's our buddy Dreamcatcher who did a did an article on this uh, a while back, mm-hmm. and it's great. Yeah. So I highly recommend that if you if you want to really know every little nook and cranny about the game, that article is is. Top that was shelf. one of the, the first articles that he wrote for our site. Yeah, I, I remember reading that article, being like, "Man, this is a weird looking game." Little mm-hmm. did I know we'd be here. We are, you know, so uh, however many months later, we're actually doing and reviewing the game, or I'm sorry, personal opinioning the game. But yeah, so if you want to get the good uh, the scoop on the skinny on what the weird stuff in it and where it comes from, and he actually has, I believe John Hare actually, I think he's got it written. I don't think John Hare actually proofread his article. I know he knows John, mm-hmm, as I recall. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want the inside track, that's the place to go. Awesome. All right, Aaron, it's quiz time. Oh, oh god. Okay. okay. I won't look at the screen. So this quiz was submitted by Chris Folds. Chris Folds. And um, I'm just gonna get it ready here. I have to. Uh, Open up ye old slack. Hey, Bo, what's with these LEDs you've got hidden behind your TV? You know, it's a funny story. I thought that when I bought those LEDs, they were going to illuminate this entire back box and would be like have the Amigos logo with red everywhere. Ooh, yeah. And you can see how much power they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're spewing out. Yeah. There's no good. So it was, worth, it was probably worth the six ninety five that I paid for it. So, Okay. I'm going to give you a computer. And and I, gonna, I can't look, and, right? Yeah, you're going to tell me. How much it costs? Okay, this okay. is our new game. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay, so this is this is from this is from new for 1989. Okay, so it's in my wheelhouse. Yep. All right. Okay, this is a Tandy 5000. Okay. MC professional system. Okay, and I'm gonna for the folks at home, I'm gonna clue you in here. If you want to play along and you're watching on TV, look away now. Okay, uh, this is. Um, this is the, what Tandy was calling their most powerful computer ever. Okay, it is uh, this Tandy 5000 MC microcomputer was strictly business from the look of its 256,000 color that can't be true VGA graphics to the tactile feel of its newly designed keyboard. Its Intel 8386 processor operates at a lightning fast 20 megahertz, and a memory cache controller provides RAM fast access to your data. IBM microchannel compatible architecture provides a 32-bit wide data path for virtually simultaneous data transfer between peripherals. It will operate MS-DOS 3.3, MS-OS-2, SCO, Xenix 386, and network operating software. The 5000 MC's technology, performance, and price all add up to an incredible value. VGA graphics, serial and parallel ports, and mouse support included. What is the selling price of this machine? So this has no hard drive. This has no hard drive. And this has no monitor. Um, this has no monitor. Oh, yeah, monitor mouse not included. So you're basically looking at a 20 megahertz 386 with 2 mega RAM and VGA graphics. Well, in normally I would guess lower, but this is Tandy, and they thought they had something there. With those, uh, with that series, I used to have a Tandy computer. You got to remember that. So I'm going to guess higher than I normally would for a 386 and 89, which would be 
You can look at me again. Okay. Um, that was, uh, see, I got my first PC on my own in 93. So I know what I paid for that. And it was a 486. So I'm guessing, gosh, it's, I don't know how high to go. Let's, with no hard drive, no monitor, 900 bucks. Oh my gosh, you're off by a factor of 10. 9,000 bucks? $8,499. Wow. You're right. I was way off. Good so, grief. That's a tandy. They overcharge for everything, but that's outrageous. So the, the only thing I could think of in 89 is maybe, what I was using. You know, that. in a 386 in 1989, that's awful early to be using a 386. It must have been. Mm-hmm. Man, I would never have guessed that much. Not in a million years. Yeah. So I would never have guessed that much. Thanks to Chris Folds for sending that in. Gosh, Folds, where'd you get that at? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, if you guys have a, um, if you guys come across a clipping that you think would be fun for our computer price challenge, it can be a peripheral or a computer uh, from days gone by. Uh, send it on over to amigos at amigospodcast.com, and I will quiz Aaron's knowledge. I'm going to quiz it. you next time with some Amiga stuff. What's a, let's get you in on this. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no, no. I'm getting no, killed no, here. No. It's as bad you, as you can do. you got to remember that you lived through this stuff. You were alive in 89. I was, I was barely functional oh, in 1989. You're barely functional now. <laughs> hey, I'm not arguing. Um, it's time, Aaron. What? <laughs> What's the time, time for now? It's time for the end of the show where we thank all of our Patreon supporters. Now, do you want to explain what happened last week? So last week... Explain yourself, Bo. Okay, so last week, there was a little bit of a mix-up. Huge, huge, and, colossal mix-up. And we left off, accidentally, we left off uh, Duncan Styles from the list. I and mean, there's more, but go ahead. Um, so in, uh, if, you were listen, if you listened to last week's show, we, uh, we tacked on his name in a special song afterwards. But after I... Uh, after we did the show, I realized that I'd left off John Marshall's name, too. West Virginia's own John he Marshall. Could, he could drop here and beat you down. And then I got a Twitter message from Eric Nelson out in California, and we left him off, too. Oh, man, not him. So this week, I've tried really hard to make sure that all of our Patreon supporters are on this list. Including the new ones. Including the new ones. So uh, I am getting this. Now, last week, you, you mocked me. Uh, after the show, I did for not for for practicing. I told you how I practiced before, and you said you practiced. It's just, it's just that ah. last week's last week's tune. I thought I, it seemed like it was a little rough. So this week, I did not practice at all. Not a lick. Not so you're, at now all. you're going to really school me here okay. with your with your prowess. <coughs> Patreon supporters, this Wait, one's for you. Oh, jeez. Christopher Hassel, Rabbi Abbott, Chris Folds, and Dreamcatcher, Lauren Jarrett, Graham Vepke, Brent Dowdy, and Lainton, Adam Battersby, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker. Duncan Styles, Paul Harrington, Anthony Chavez, Blendo 75, tapes oh. from the crib, Josh Nan, Will Williams, 
and Adam Bradley Nealman said, T.H.T. Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Eric Nelson, Jason Warnes, Pixels at Dante, Brian Jones, Kjolbjorn Barman, Alan Kebab, John Marshall. That was extreme. Leap four. Oh, 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 oh thank you. My God, I feel yeah, like I've some... never felt. You know, I've never been a big fan of that band, but I've never felt more sorry for those long-haired dorks. I, I feel like right now. that was some of my best work. Here. Really? Yeah. Well, intricate guitar lines. You, what's your line again? What's your profession again? You're a bricklayer, aren't you? I'm a bricklayer. Okay, just like John that would Bonham. Explain it. All right. Who'd you miss this week? I don't know. We'll find oh, out. Oh man, the chat. You will better let have us something know. standing by, buddy. Um. All right. So. If you would like to be part of that illustrious list, head on over to patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. And who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Yeah, and you can help support the show, and you can help further our own musical endeavors. You can have your name butchered live on the air <laughs> to an 80s, not slash 90s rock ballad. Yeah, yeah. Now, next week, I may, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any ideas for next week. If you have any ideas you for, for a game? A, no. Oh. The game is not important at this point. It's it, what it is song. To me. What song is the Patreon? So I'm going to pick a song that I hate, <laughs> and then let you, and then you can just destroy it. All right, guys. Until then, we will see you. Hey, we record live every no every Friday. No one would leave that in under any circumstances. <laughs> every Friday at five ish uh, Eastern time. Now we are going to be uh, falling back an hour on Sunday. Oh man, I hate that. Does you don't it, like falling back? Well, I just don't like. I don't. I keep it one way. You know, do we have to do this shifty stuff? You don't, don't like know. that extra hour of glorious sleep. Damn, in? damn farmers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Now we're the only people that do that, right? Only Earth. No, everybody else on Earth has a daily savings time. It's just at a different really? time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why can't we all link it up? Ugh. You're asking too much. You're asking too much. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but uh, anyway, um, well, oh yeah. So, want to thank. <laughs> we record on twitch.tv slash amigos podcast. Uh, and I want to thank everybody that's hanging out in the chat. We had a nice crowd tonight. Uh, we got Jam Soup 2 in the house, Rally Bill, Hasifa, The Huckster, Gary Hucker, The Huck, Paul Kitching, uh, Pixels at Dawn Gaming, Jason Warns was here, uh, So and Chris Folds. Uh, so, Chris Folds, thank you all for uh, hanging out with us. And you're welcome to join us, like I said, every week on Fridays around 5. We'll get it going. We do a pre-show. And, uh, and then we, we kick the show right off. And it kicks right off the edge and of the And then it kicks us <laughs> off at the end. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week with Top Banana. Until then, Maybe. adios. adios.